Have you ever wondered what it would be like to be a great actor on stage or television? Do you wish you had an acting coach to help you get to the next level? Or maybe you just have a great idea for a movie, series, or play, but aren't quite sure where to start? Well, you are in the right place, my friend. My name is Sam Prince, and I am the director of a production company here in Grand Rapids, Michigan, and have been an actor for over 30 years. I've directed and written plays and screenplays and taught many acting classes. This podcast is your place to learn how to move forward with your career in acting, theater, film, playwriting, screenwriting, and much more. There will be inspiring conversations with special guests as well. So welcome to the Creativatorium Podcast and action! All right, all right. Welcome to the Creativatorium. Thank you for joining us. Glad to be here. Yes, my buddy, my yes, man, yes, Michael sir. Travis is here. How are you, man? I'm good. I'm good. I uh, really appreciate you doing this, man. I'm, uh, I, I, I tell people that I'm too modest to talk about myself, but we all know that for an actor, that's a lie. So, man, we've known each other a long time, and uh, it, it was Fences, right? That was, was, was fences. where we met? It was Fences. I had heard, heard about you, but I hadn't worked with you before then. Right, and, same uh, here. Yeah, but it was it was Fences, and it was a, that, was a, that was a pleasure, man. Man, man, let me tell you, man, like, you and I have done a lot of theater, but that was probably one of the tops for me. Yeah. I tell you know? I tell everybody that uh fences fences itself, well that was my second time doing it. I, I was blessed enough to have played two roles in that. And that was uh when you and I did it, you know, I, I got to play Troy Maxim, which I loved yes. that character when I did it the first time. And my second right. favorite ca- character I actually got to do the first time, which was uh which was Gabriel. So Gabriel, you know that sure. yeah, yeah, Gabriel Gabriel was on the spectrum. So you you know that that took yeah. a little uh that took a little acting to do, which yeah. so that was really comfortable for for me to to, to try to get outside <laughs> of myself. I shouldn't say comfortable, I should say challenging, but it was, challenging, it was fun. Right. It, was, it was a lot of fun. Right. So fences fences yeah. uh fences was major for me, but when I got to do Troy, you know, with, with you, well, that was a very talented cast, period. Man. So we just had Man. we just had fun. Yeah. Man. Man. Okay, yeah. Let's just break that down for just a quick second. You were Troy, lead character, killing it. We got Edie as uh oh my goodness. Rose. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. Michael Crawford as your boy. The Bono, yeah. The Bono, you know. I'm playing Lions. Yeah, which man, I love that role, man. That was because it, it, it fit role. you. It fit you. I always, <laughs> you, I know this. I know this is um, this is supposed to be interviewing me, but I've always saw you at just a cool, you know, just so smooth, man, just so cool. And that character, yeah. that was the role. So it, it wasn't yeah. a big step for you. So you know, it was fun watching you. You know, get get into that one. 
Man, yeah, it was a lot of fun. But Bruce, Bruce did such a fantastic job of of picking the cast, man. And I mean, every night you just killed it. Yeah, as Troy, man, and we all just kind of just elevated ourselves, man. Just every night. You know, um, I gotta I gotta share this now, and I gotta I hope Bruce sees this at some point because one of the best compliments I've ever gotten in theater. Uh, not that long ago, it probably was a couple years ago. Bruce told me, you know, when Fences came out, the, the movie, because yeah. you know, Denzel, Denzel yeah. had done it on Broadway, but yeah, then yeah. they expanded and did it, you know, did it on the film live screen. Yeah. Right. And uh, Bruce told me as he watched that, he watched Denzel do it, but he said all he could hear was me doing it on stage. When we Man. That was, you know, I, I've, only, I've only had a few compliments that, resonated and stuck with me because I don't I don't take them to heart that much. You know, people can right, say right. and they may be right. sincere and, and and I appreciate it. I appreciate the love, but a lot of times, you know, a lot of people just say, you know, good job, good job, job. But right, there's right. some compliments that just stick with you. And he was so yeah. sincere when he said that. So that's one of those that resonated with me and I internally right. that was yeah. that was fun. That was a fun role, man. And so pertinent for, for family. Oh, so pertinent for family. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna take that compliment a step further, man. And uh, you know, shout out to Bruce Tinker, Grand Pacific. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, but when I when I saw the movie, I I thought you were better, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I, no disrespect to Denzel, but. Sam, that's, Sorry, saying, that's saying a lot. Man, and, I'm just telling you, man. I'm just, I'm sick of Den seeing Denzel play Denzel. Right. You know what I'm saying? I got you. I, you know? Yeah, and he but does. He, I mean, he just he just plays Denzel all the time. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, he's a great actor. He's a great actor. I'm not, I'm not faulting. And, I'm just and playing Denzel is great, but you're right. It's it's the same, pretty much the same it's, guy. It's just pretty much the same guy, right? Yeah. yeah. Whether he, whether he's the protagonist or antagonist, he's uh he's Denzel in there. He's Denzel. He's yeah. Denzel, man. Yeah. I mean, even as Malcolm X, he was. I mean, I think that was probably his best role. His best role. Yeah. Definitely his best role, but. Yeah. He was still kind of Denzel's. No, I mean, you know, he brought Denzel. Know. He brought he brought Denzel to Malcolm. Yeah, he brought Denzel to Malcolm. Yeah. So yeah, man. I, I yeah, that that play was was great, man. Yeah, and you know, I I I got to talk about my regrets. If we're going to talk about fences and where we got where we met, where we got started, it's such a shame that at that time, uh, the black community. Yeah. Well, I say people of color culturally did not get to see that, you know, oh, on, the, on the scale that they should have. Didn't even know that it was going on more than likely. And that's that's, a, that's such a shame that it's not until now. And when we get into talking about, you know, our the show that we just did, I think that that's going to change. But at that time, I, all I could think is when I would look out yeah. in the crowd, in the audience, yeah, and see just to see a just to see of, of white people witnessing the beauty of this show, you know, the yeah. of that show. Yeah. It was, uh, I know, man. It was just, 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 I, just uh, a little discouraging, but we encouraging that we were getting to do it at that, right. you know, 
at that venue and you know with that amount of people seeing it every night you know it was right, pretty much right. sold out every night yeah yeah it was it was yep. yeah 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 but you know what man i'm glad you said that because you know i i i still battle that with with frederick man you know like i, I want to see more black folks at this show you've been to the show you know it yeah. wasn't was it sold out Right, you know, we we had some good audiences, but we needed some more of us in there, man. And it, it's got to uh, happen, and we got to do we got to do more for the marketing. And yes, just the uh, the outreach, you know, the community outreach, and it can be done. And I and you know, but it's not like black people or people of color, period. Because I talked to uh, our Latino ex folks, and they say the same thing. You know, we just don't know about the opportunities, so we got to do right, better. Right. We got to do better getting that word out, getting the marketing out. So we do, man. We do, yeah. and you know, this summer I was I was walking the streets with flyers and and pamphlets, but it's got to be even more than that, man. I, yeah, it's got to be, be even way, more than that. Way more intentional, but yeah. it's got to be. But it's got to be us doing the marketing because we know where to go. You can't put a. You can't put a. a, a somebody that doesn't know where to go or scared to go or even reluctant right. to go, you know, because, right. you know, we, we're yeah. pretty intuitive. We don't, we don't take kindly, as they say, we don't take kindly to people coming in trying to tell us what to do or saying what's good for us. So right. it should be us. Right. It should be us doing that on the marketing end, or at least somebody that can relate. You know what I mean? Exactly, man. Exactly. Yeah. Man, that's a whole nother show. <laughs> we'll be talking about right but, but this is about you man so i okay i want to talk about tell tell the listeners how michael michael travis got started in acting you know and a little bit about what you've done through your life and 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 then the last thing you did and we'll talk about that in detail too no problem. Well, if we're gonna go to the actor, this has to go all the way back to Sunday school and church, Easter, Christmas. But we always had productions at our church. You know, really small. I grew up in a really small city, first of all. But then our church was even small for a small city with only uh, pretty much family members, relatives, and a very close, close knit uh, village that attended but very talented as okay. well, you know? Okay. Uh, the, yeah, just about all of us were related in some way. So, you know, DNA, blood and all of that, it goes a long way, but um, yeah. we started right off with, with everybody does their Easter speeches and their Christmas speeches, but we used to take it further and, and do, you know, do plays. We had a lot of talented people that would write uh, Christmas shows or Easter shows, or even some that were already, uh, you know, like play with, with famous playwrights that we would perform at our okay. at our church. So uh, singing, singing, I don't remember not singing. I don't remember not ever <laughs> not singing, you know, right, either at right, home, yeah. either at home or at church. So yeah. that aspect of, I'm 64. Well, right? no, no. I know you're 64 now, but how old are you at church singing and acting? Oh, God. How old are you? I'd have to go back to probably... Well, the, the the speeches and, and you know recitations that we would do, I would have to say as far back as I remember, maybe about four when I got started going up and saying whatever speeches that you'd have written out. Four? Or, 
every every child in that church, <laughs> every child in Sunday school would get like a speech that would fit yeah, sure. their yeah, you know, their age bracket. Okay. And you take pride in it because you you wanted you didn't want to get up there and not do your speech well. <laughs> right, so right. I would say I would say that's a form of performance to get up and, and do that in front of your, your church audience, you know, oh, your congregation. That definitely so, is. And you were seriously four years old. Oh man, four or five all the way through until like wow. we we I think we stopped doing speeches probably junior high, four, 12, 13, 14. And the longer your speech was, the more clout you kind of had. In, of in course. Your, you know, people yeah. would look up to you. Little kids would look up to, I can't wait till I, my my, start, my speech has like five verses, four, five, six verses. <laughs> right. You know, so right. that was it was a it was a pride, it was a pride thing to get that done. And plus it's a form of worship and praise as well because you know all the all the speeches were relative i want to help every single one of you achieve your dreams whether it's acting screenwriting playwriting play producing whatever it is i just want to help you so go to samber.productions that's it samber.productions s-a-m-b-e-r and Click on available classes and you'll see every single possible class that you can take to fulfill your needs. And if I can help you achieve your dream, how cool is that? Remember, samber.productions. See you there. Yeah. And they used to, we used to get those we used to get those speeches every year. So um I would say that's that was a type of performance going back that far. The only thing wow. is once we got up of age, uh, you know, you sing in the youth choir, sing in the grown-up choir, whatever. So we were doing that at a very early age too. So Okay. Wow. Uh, yeah. Like I said, I don't remember not doing that. I don't remember not singing at home. My whole family. Everybody sings, and we always get always still to this day if we get together. No joke. Be, yeah, and it's going to be it's going to be. Uh, I, I'll have to just leave it at as impressive. It's going to be good. <laughs> and don't let my don't let all my cousins be there, and because wow. that, it, it's just a beautiful beautiful sound. Uh, funeral, so what? I mean, funeral, funerals I are a blast. What's that? Well, I gotta ask. I mean, they just they just start acapella doing something. Or oh, we'll, throw yeah, some oh, tunes. It, or... it doesn't take it doesn't take a lot. It, it could be a commercial. It could be like a conversation <laughs> that leads up to it. Or do you remember this? Or oh man, remember when we used to hit this and you hit a note and then gone. But wow. like uh, if there's any kind of gathering or like I said, funerals are that's that's pretty much a it's just a choir getting back together. You know, it, it's, sure. it's it's kind of wow. it, it's kind of amazing to hear. And I have, awesome. and I'm saying that, um, not boasting at all, just pride with 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 great fat, uh, family pride that we are able to do that. Yeah. To, yeah. I, I know that this probably is not relative; it's pretty random. But we used to wait for the Olympics every four years because every you know the da 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 da. Yeah. We would get, we would hit that in harmony like four parts as soon as it would come on every four years or every two Stop. years. We do it for the winter. Oh, I'm serious. Just no words to it, just humming. I'm like, uh, we are actually doing that. 
crazy. Crazy. Oh crazy. my gosh. Why didn't NBC or the Olympic Committee get a hold of a recording of one of those, man? I mean, <laughs> seriously. Uh, I don't new, they know. The tune to the Olympics. I hey, I don't know. I don't know because it was wow. it was it was weird. And it's kind of funny because we laugh about it. Like we we used to wonder, does anybody else do this stupid stuff? You know? <laughs> We all doing harmony. Each get the part to something as random as the Olympic man. Uh, show the Olympic tune. Man, the answer is no. I know. I hear. Man, it, I hear it today. I hear it today. I hear it today, and I know what my part is. That is the coolest thing, man. Seriously, you got to record that next. You know what? If, if we ever get together, if we ever get together and do it, I'll, I'll make sure that we uh, yeah. make sure that we have to do it, and I'll yeah. get that to you. <laughs> All right. It's crazy. Yeah. Okay. So after church oh. and, and the speeches and all that. And then all that. I didn't do any theater until um, I went to, I was in the 11th grade. Um, I had switched schools. I, I grew up at an all black school of Muskegon Heights High School, well, school uh -huh. district. I grew up uh -huh. there. I left in the ninth grade because I started messing up in class, were, were, fell off the honor roll, wasn't doing anything, filling my oats, thought I was great because I was an athlete, whatever. And sure. I wasn't getting my grades. So my parents took me out of that school system and I went to Muskegon Catholic Central uh, mm. where I played, I played all sports, but our football coach, uh, my junior year, our football coach, uh, the, uh, the choir director and also like the, for the spring musical and, you know, they, they needed men because they wanted to do uh, guys and dolls. Okay. And they didn't have enough men to play gangsters that, you know, that were talented. So they came and recruited these football players. So I was one of the football players that went to the audition. It was like probably five or six, seven of us. We all went, we all got cast in guys and dolls, the musical. And, wow. uh, so I, I did that my junior year and it, it I was I was so glad to be up on stage doing it. The following year I did music band. Um, so my senior year, so I did two musicals in high school as <laughs> I don't want to say as an athlete, but you know, just it was just weird to see athletes performing at that time. And sure. uh, it, was, it was a couple more that also did music band with me. So we got, we all got bit by the bug because we were, you know, it was great. It was, it was another form of, uh, of, of sports, you know, because what you do, you practice, yeah. you practice your sports, sure. your, your athleticism, you practice that every day to try to get perfection. And that's kind right. of, and, and, and you love the adulation. If you're any good, you love to hear people cheering when you're out there on that field or on the court or whatever, on a mm -hmm. diamond, you love mm -hmm. that. And stage mm -hmm. did that as well. Mm -hmm. Now, Wow, after, that's a great analogy, man. Yeah, but after high school, I hadn't done it anymore. Um, okay. I, when I went off to college, I realized that one of the prerequisites was uh, speech. You had to do speech. You know, you had to uh, had to have a speech requirement. Sure. For, yeah. For you know, for your prerequisite. Right. But also. 
I realized when I tried to do my speech class, I really couldn't do it. You know, like looking up all the, the information you had to have or go off cue cards. More, It's more of an improv or impromptu, even though you got your, your cards, your note cards in there to do speech. I couldn't do yeah. it. I was horrible. And I knew that. Oh, wow. So I dropped it. I Actually, I dropped speech class twice, um, but realized that act, they had an acting class that also uh, was acceptable to pass your your speech prerequisite or whatever. So I, I took that acting class in, in college. Okay. okay. So that kind of continued and I got bit by the bug then, but once again, no avenue to, to do it uh, anywhere else. So I'll, I'll never forget it, man. 30, I was 30 years old. Uh, sports was behind me. Uh, something, something missing, you know, I was, I was not really going to any, uh, organized church at that time. So I wasn't singing, wasn't doing anything like that. So, but still, you know, playing pickup games of basketball. We used to play on Thursday nights. Every Thursday night we'd go play, you know, like older guys, like my age, 25, 30, 35, uh, playing pickup basketball every night, every Thursday. So after we finish on Thursday, we go to the bar. So we went to our, the, we went to our bar, uh, sitting down, and there, they had these flyers on the table where we were sitting, and it was auditions for guys and Dow, ironically. Yeah. Wow! And uh, at which theater? At Robeson. That's this was Robeson players. The Robeson. Back players. when Robeson wow. players was, uh, they were popping back then. But anyway, <coughs> uh, I read the flyer. I didn't know anything about it. I hadn't even been in Grand Rapids that long. But I had friends that lived here, and you know, we went. We'd go to the bar after we played. And I said, man, I did this play in high school. I ought to go audition. It, to them, you know, I'm 30 years old. It's a big joke. We all laughed. And they were like, no, you ain't going to do it. I tell you what, if you do it, we'll buy your beers for the next year. This was the bet. This was this was the, the, the dare, actually, for me. It was a dare. <laughs> right, right. We'll buy your beers for the next year if you audition for that play. And... uh I did it. I went, it was, that was a Thursday night. I went on that Sunday to the audition and Sam, I got to tell you, I have never been that frightened before because I didn't know how big uh, an audition process was. I'd never done anything like that before. Sure. Sure. Yeah. And there was probably, there was so many people there, man. And I'm talking about so much talent. It's sitting in that room, which I didn't know at that time. Right. right. Um, but I went in, I auditioned, I got cast. Uh, as Big Julie in that play, it was the same role I played in high school. Same role. <laughs> so that was it. I it hit me the the uh, the audition and the rehearsal, the commitment that you had to do. It brought yeah. all of that all of that feeling back from being yeah. an athlete that I had been missing for probably 12, 10, 12 years. Sure. That I had been missing. It brought back that whole working towards perfection, that practicing, practicing, practicing mm -hmm. until you get it right. You know, yeah. you, you talked about a serious analogy. It really hit at that time. I'm like, man, this is what I needed. Yeah. Sam, I, have, I have not stopped. I have <laughs> not stopped. That was, that was 30, 34 years ago. Yeah. That is um, awesome, man. Yeah. That's, that's such a great story, man, because 
I mean, let's talk about the Robeson players for a minute. I mean, like, oh my goodness, they, they were like, the black theater here in Grand Rapids, right? Cedric Ward, Cedric Ward, um, which I just recently found out that there was a, a theater before Robeson players, even you know, smaller doing real small venues, but yeah. Cedric was part of that. But the Robeson players, that was all his his doing. He was the executive director and he had a lot of support, a lot of people working with him. But uh yeah, that was that was black people doing black shows. Man. You know, <clears throat> you, there was a lot of uh you know intercultural or bi uh, multiracial uh uh cast and crew. Cast and crew. Yeah. But they it was all usually always all black shows, pretty much, wow. except for when he would get he would get that inkling to do let's do guys and dolls with black characters. You know, he would do yeah. Cedric, wow. was, Cedric was one of those he was one of those that uh Man. he wanted to Love he it. wanted to challenge. He wanted to challenge that status quo. But yeah, Love we it, did uh we did a lot of shows like that. So Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh that was the we're talking uh what the late eighties, early nineties? That was late eighties, but they had been doing it for they had been doing it for a while because uh wow. I'm gonna I gotta give a shout out to like Benita Harvey, Larry Banley, um uh Edie. Edie was one yeah. of the the stalwarts at that time. Um wow. Medwin Johnson, you know, they had been doing yeah. that for 15 years before they wow. before I got involved. Wow. In fact, they had to sit. They had to sit me down because I didn't realize that I could not just, you know, I just thought it was something fly by night. I thought I could go play basketball or or have a yeah. date and miss rehearsals. And they 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 sat me down. I'll never forget Larry and uh, Mickey Lamar, uh, Benita Harvey. They sat me down. They sat me down. They were like, uh, no, you you are you committed to this. You gotta you gotta. And I wasn't used to people telling me stuff like this either. Right, you know, right. Headstrong, headstrong, yeah. thirty years old. You know, I'm. Yeah, how you gonna tell me what sure. I can and can't do? Right. But they, they, it hit me, and it hit me to what level they were performing on, and what level I had to get to to, to, to be on stage with them. Yeah. So they, yeah. you know, that when I internalized that, I, there was no looking back at that time. So right, right. I really man. appreciate those players, man. That was something. Uh, and I wish Man. we could get. I wish we could have gotten that back. We haven't got back to that yet. We have not. We have um, not. Yeah. I mean, and, and the fact that they did it back then. Right. And not only that, those audiences. When you looked in the audiences, we were represented then. There yeah. was no. There was no underserved the black population at that time. Yeah. 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 But yeah. it wasn't. It wasn't completely all black because of the level of performance. People were coming, and and a lot yeah. of a, a lot of the uh, a lot of the, the white actors and uh, uh, directors got got their start in Robeson because if they couldn't make it at Civic or Circle or or actors, they come over they to came to Robeson. They came to Robeson, and because they were talented, yeah. a lot of them were talented, and like I said, director Joe Doolin, he got his start in uh, at at Robeson, and a lot of people worked there. Ken. Ken Tepper, um, wow. you know, there's a lot of wow. names that you, you would go around and people say, wow, they got this star with Robeson. It's like, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. 
That's Mary Rademacher, who is, I, I don't care if these people hear this or see it or not, I'm, I'm gonna throw the names out there because yeah. it's true. She was, she was, uh, she played Adelaide in that Guys of Dallas production. And you know, she's one of the names that, household names in Grand Rapids now. Yeah, so, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. wow. It was, it was just, uh, Robeson was a great place for that, not just for, for black actors solely, but for anybody that wanted to do it and, and just another avenue to do theater. So Yeah, 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 man. That's so great. Yeah. Well, I mean, for the sake of time, um, I mean, you, you've done so much. We could talk for three hours, man. I mean, you know, I mean, you've, you've done like every play imaginable in almost every theater in Michigan. You know, you, you directed, directed Colored Museum, Colored People's Time, long time since yesterday. You know, um, but I really want to ask you before we take a break. Um, you were in All Things Fall Apart, directed by Mario Van Peoples. Oh, my God. Yeah. The film. Yeah. Uh, yeah. How was Mario Van Peoples? You got to meet him? Oh, got to meet him. Got to work with him. Got to act right. with him. Yeah. yeah. No, he, he directed it, but he played uh, actually 50 Cent, Curtis Jackson played the uh, lead character right, and right. Mario Mario Van Peebles played his father right, and and right. I played Mario's boy that worked with him in the garage Mario owned a, a garage a, you yeah. know he was a mechanic and I was one of the fellow mechanics that worked with him man yeah. you talk about you talk about an experience uh to do film work and to to not only meet Mario Van Peebles and uh, you know, Lynn Lynn Whitfield was she was in that as well. So I got to meet her, got okay. to work with uh and got to work with him closely and 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 Fitty Sin, who I didn't care for that much as a artist, not only as a raptor, but you know, he had that that stigma, you don't you don't yeah. you don't know people until you meet him. Right, right. But the brother was really down to earth, really a lot smarter than people would probably imagine, too. And I don't want to say smart oh. as uh, like we're not supposed to be. It's just that, you know, you wouldn't believe some of the as soon as you say something, when you hear people take off with it with a whole different idea, a whole different perspective and where we can go. Yeah. And I, yeah. I consider that intelligence. You know, I, and, yeah. And yeah. He, he had man, he had that going and now today, because that was 2010, 2011. And if you look okay. at him today, he, you can see how all oh. of his business stuff has exploded. So man, it, it man. lets you know he wasn't just he wasn't just somebody off the street. So no, no. But no. but Mario no, working, working with Mario, man, he was the first person that I ever heard say when I was like, I, you know, glad to meet you. I, I I love your work. He said, I love to be working. Though he was the first person <laughs> I ever heard say that i kind of adapted i'm like you right man i love working. i love working yeah. he said that yeah. and that stuck with me but you know he was just a really cool guy yeah. we were in the, uh we were in the midst of of running I, 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 no film was rolling and we had we had cut for a second he said hey man i'm gonna stop i think i forgot what my name was in that show i think it was maybe walter it was walter he's like okay. hey, you ain't watching no more. You T-bone. And we, so as soon as we started right back up, <laughs> so we started right back up, I felt more like T-bone, man. And, and 
you know, he said, let loose whatever you want to say. So I started cussing and we started laughing and having fun, man. It was just, man. it was just one of those days, you know, it was like being on a street corner. Just, you know, just let rhythm, sure, let, man. let rhythm take control. So it was, it was real cool working with him. That's great. That's great. You, you didn't, his dad didn't pop by, did he? No, I wish his dad had popped by. I know. I know, man. He just that, that would have been one. You, I would, I'd have talked about that one forever. But it was cool enough beating. Uh, it was cool enough beating Mario. Yeah, yeah, man. Because yeah. one of till this day, one of my favorite westerns, one of my favorite westerns is Posse. You oh, know. Yeah. Oh man, that was. I thought that was absolutely great. I really man. did. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Both of those, both of those men know how to make some good, and they stick. They stick right to the black movies man they don't they don't hey, sway <laughs> and you know what there was very few any of, of anybody else on that set everybody that was in charge was black you know and even though wow. we did it even though we did it here in grand rapids it was uh yeah it was, yeah. It, was it was one of them it was one of those kind of feelings man just glad to be part of that's great man that's yeah. great yeah. well hey we're going to take a break we're going to stop this one and we'll have to do part two next week because uh we just been talking man and uh, hey, it's been hey, wonderful Sam, who, whoever your whoever the person is that you said can we cut them <laughs> Tell her, good luck with that good luck with that exactly right sure right, we might have yeah, four man, episodes I'm, hey I, that'd be great man i'll carve out whatever time we need all right cool cool well we'll end this one right here Thank you for listening to the Creativatorium. Thank you, Michael Travis. We'll be back next week. And we'll talk about we'll talk about Bo Black and the Beautiful and some more stuff. It was a it was a pleasure. Thank you. All right, man. Thank you for the opportunity, man. Okay. This is a Creativatorium. This is my boy Michael Travis. And uh, I like I always like to end it. All the world's a stage. Yeah, it is. I love it. Hey, 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 thank you for listening to the Creativatorium Podcast. Again, my name is Sam Prince, and it is my honor to be your host, and thank you so much for listening. I would also be honored if you could leave a review on Apple Podcasts and say some nice things about what you just heard. And definitely please listen every week. We come out every Tuesday. Also, for more information about coaching classes, workshops, and upcoming productions, please check out our website, samber.productions. That's S-A-M-B-E-R dot productions. And you can also subscribe to our newsletter. And remember, all the world's a stage.